0: What's up shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy! The number one fuck boy! The number one fuck boy! Johnny G. Johnny me as always in the high and mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Give him a shout-out. That's all you're gonna get from him, folks. Maybe some gnawing, maybe some chewing. Also joining me in the high Haimy Studios, uh, the person I'm so excited to have on as a guest have been, uh, border- like on and off coordinating it since like episode forty. Uh, guys, put your hands together for comedian, writer, improviser extraordinaire Tammy Sanger. Come on! Hi, Hi. fuck boy. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited! You're the first person who I have like a certain level of respect for that I wasn't embarrassed about doing that in front of. Oh, because no I know you. I know you're a listener, and I know you. You the email you sent me was, "Hey, fuck boy, I'm in town." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was okay. I was like, I'm not gonna comment on it because everybody always comments (laughs) on it. But I was not expecting the standing mic. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was like, I didn't know the whole. I hold the mic stand, not the mic. Yes, a la Freddie Mercury for the listeners. That's where I learned it from. He would like take the top half of the mic off, like like live at (laughs) Wembley, if you remember. He's like walking like this, yeah.
1: But. You also then like go back and forth with it with like your whole body like you are at a rock show. I went I went pretty, I got
0: pretty physical. Well, I get excited and especially once I feel comfortable doing it. I'm so again, glad. Yeah. I'm uh, so glad. I'm so happy to have done that for you, Tammy. <laughs> um, this is so awesome that you're here. It's, I'm so pumped.
1: I'm so pumped too. And it's, I as you know, I'm a big fan of the podcast. You're,
0: you're hands down. The, I don't expect any one of my friends to listen because I'm like, oh. if you get enough of this in person. Um, but when you told me you were a listener, when you email me and then when Dan Greger was like a guest on the podcast, he's like, Tammy's the one who told me to listen to it. And I was like... It's just, you do not represent what I think, who the people I think are listening. You're like a sweet, intelligent person. And you are certainly not a shithead, but I guess you are a oh, quote I'm unquote shithead. Shit <laughs> <laughs> and, and i a shithead. It's like a moment of pride. Like I was trying to articulate to my wife. I was like, I'm very excited. Uh, Tammy's coming on. And you know, she actually <laughs> listens to the podcast. And I think I have since very
1: close to day one, possibly yeah. since day one, because I feel like you went on... Um, was Anthony King and Will Hines' podcast. Yes,
0: Don't Get Me Started. Don't Get Me Started. One of my old favorites, yeah.
1: Before you started it, or or right when you were starting it. Yeah. And then as soon as that
0: happened, I was like, I gotta hear this. That's so, that makes (laughs) me so happy. It makes me... Cause we're not, we weren't like super close. We our paths crossed a couple of times, like in America. Yeah, right. And that's what made it even cooler. Because I was like, oh, that makes me so fun. It was like a little secret vote of confidence. Oh
1: my god. Well, that this is actually what makes me feel like we're friends, even though we still are not. <laughs> but I have listened to hundreds
0: of hours of you talking. I feel so uncomfortable with this. In the reverse of that, when I'm like, I like stop following some like sort of friends on Instagram because I would be like run into them at a party and be talking. i be like, I actually know way too much about yeah. you and you I don't want to be like france. how yeah how is france like you feel weird Yeah and it feels uncomfortable and that same thing with podcasts where you're like yeah I know Pete Holmes okay I know how you're into buddhism now <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, but see, with podcasts, I have less hesitation because I feel like that's content.
0: Yeah, I'm open. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. That's I'm a letting show. it out there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, before we go any further, let's read some five yes. star reviews. Um, as always, shitheads, if you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments, I will read your roasts. Full on
1: disclosure, here. I have considered doing this. But then I was like, you know what? It's all been the you know, Jeremiah (laughs) Gabrushi. I was like, I I don't even know what I, I
0: can't even do it. It would be fun to read a particularly (laughs) cutting. (laughs) I don't think I could
1: cut deeper or further than has been
0: done. Yeah, it's weird. They they really vacillate between brutal, like, and effective and like, oh, you're the dummy who wrote it. (laughs) For example, here's one from Fun Kiko Medina. Personal, oh, Fun Kiko Medina. Oh, Funky Co Medina, like the song. I get it now. But they spelled it F-U-N-K-I-K-O. So fun- So rather than Funky Cold Medina, it's yes. Funky Co Medina. Yeah. Um, or Funky Co Medina. Funky Co Medina. I was like, oh, it's an Asian, Italian uh, person. Um, personal trainers hate him for this one thing. He's fat. That's why they hate him. Okay. I get it. Use the headline from like a men's health magazine or whatever. But, you know, we get it. I'm fat. Um, this is from Ty the Hick. The title is I'm better than you. Josh Gad is a wannabe burly boy that just eats and hopes to one day actually be in shape enough to get to the mail and not be out of breath for the rest of the day. Bring the twins back. Don't know what that means. Hashtag bring the twins back. Might be in reference. This is a relatively recent one at my one man show. I talked about these twins that I played Little League with, but that's a deep cut for.
1: You haven't had any other twins on as guests.
0: I'm trying to think, have I? That's actually a really. That's a put that in the burner. Right. I want to have twins on. I want to <laughs> talk about what it's like to be twins. I mean, Randy Jason Sklar. Yeah, do they do any podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're into podcasts. <laughs> oh, the Lucas brothers. Yeah, I should have some co- comedy twins on. That's an. Inter- I was always obsessed with twins ever since biology class.
1: I dated an identical twin.
0: No. This yeah. I need to hear about. This I need to hear about. This is where tangents are not only allowed, they're encouraged.
1: Now, it was in high school, it was at but it was at summer camp uh-huh. and I was sixteen and he was nineteen.
0: Ooh. Counselor? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But at math camp, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> boner, not only down, but sucked back into body. I'm
0: not positive I can get a boner for three to the square root of eight days. Wait, you went to math camp oh, at for
1: 16? Not- at 15 and then again at 16. Eight weeks long. What? Over the summer? Over the summer. Eight weeks overnight. Where are you in from? In Ohio State. Oh, you know. uh, no, I'm from Chicago. Oh, you're from Chicago. Yeah. I helped pay for it. It was more intense than college. Really? Yes. Were you like
0: uh, preternaturally good at math or enjoyed it or what was it?
1: All of that. All of that. My father's a mathematician. Oh. So I was, I took calculus as a freshman in high school because I like had all this access to take math and be into it. And that's so cool. Your dad was a mathematician. Yeah, he
0: is. He's uh, like a math professor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that's what I was going to be. So I actually fell in love with it at math camp, which I went after my sophomore year of high school. Um, and my counselor was Brian. Now I feel weird. Like, Oh my God. And they're from long Island. Oh shit!
0: <laughs> uh, long Island is like the camp. Send anyone who knows like every Jewish person in, in like the tri-state area is like, I have friends from long. Island. <laughs> um, they're
1: from, I want to say manhasset.
0: Yeah. That's an area. That's an area. <laughs> that's a town. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's Brian and Keith Conrad and, uh, Brian was my uh counselor, and then Keith was the one that the next year I dated. whoa, yeah yeah. and he Keith was also a counselor yeah, yeah. and then was Brian still a counselor there while you were dating Keith? No because then Brian went and worked as an actuary from the summer between and <laughs> which is, a ton of which money. Which
0: uh-oh, he's getting keyed up. Are you Artie, you better I, chill, I, bud. I, that's on me. No, that's I've, fine. I've been, like, I just, messing I was, with him. I'm, I'm sure you're okay with it, but I don't mind the sound. Who cares? I'm clearly not running a professional <laughs> job here. <laughs> Neither of us are wearing headphones. I haven't looked at, I haven't even hit record. <laughs> uh, that is not, that wouldn't be the first time that I talked for 10 minutes. I was like, can we do all that again? <laughs> That's and so was that I didn't even
1: told you the weirdest part. Okay. They were geniuses. Like one went to Harvard for undergrad and one went to Princeton for undergrad. And then for grad school they switched. (laughs) 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 And then they okay. For, for all you math heads out there, uh, <laughs> Fermat's Last Theorem, which was something that you might have even heard about because it's A to the N plus B to the N equals C to the N.
0: OK, and I do the, not know this, but I'm, int- I'm intrigued because I like this. Well,
1: shit. OK, th- this part is kind of funny because it's so Fermat wrote that in like his notebook and was like, uh, I don't think it's true for any integers for N greater than three. Like, I don't think that there's a solution. And then he wrote next to it. I discovered a cool proof, we'll write later, and then never did, and for hundreds of years oh, people've people been trying to yes, do that? yes yes, oh. or or to find an example of a th- you know like three numbers that that would work for and uh and then when Brian was at Princeton for graduate school, his graduate school advisor solved it. And it's hundreds of pages long, and it uses math that's only been discovered in the past. It's definitely not what Fermat – probably what Fermat was thinking was he found a thing. It didn't actually work, so he never wrote it again. Right, right, right. But – so then that made Brian's career humongous because his professor – he was, he was studying under the person he was working with, the yeah. guy who's so this Yeah, he's doing
0: huge. Oh, that's so. I'm a huge science nut. I'm sti- and math. I'm fucking into it. That's so cool. Yeah. But was it weird dating a twin? Like, I wonder, like, because can you be closer to. I mean, obviously, the intimacy is like, uh, there's various forms of it, but can you be closer to someone who has an identical twin than their identical twin? Right. Because currently. I'm very close with my brothers. I haven't lived with them in a few years, a uh, number of years. I'm very close with my wife, Tiffany. But I would imagine if I had an identical twin brother, it would be like you couldn't crack it. I I mean, it's 16 years old. Too, it so. was 16
1: years old. And it was also like two guys who were big math. I mean, the whole camp was seriously like math nerds. Right.
0: It's crazy that anyone dated. Yeah. But that is the place if you're going to do it. You know, in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With one eye to the third power is king. (laughs) And also in the land where there's like six
0: girls. Right, right. Six girls are hot. Yeah, the odds are good, the goods are odd. Right.
1: (laughs) Wait, I have never heard that. I think I heard
0: that expression about Alaska. Like, uh, I feel like what a woman said at one time about Alaska. Cause Alaska's is like 85% men. That's and it's like, amazing. the odds are good, but the goods are odd. That's,
1: that's some Northern exposure. Like <laughs> yeah. choice quote. Uh, right.
0: Oh, that's so, ex- so what, when did you decide, we'll get into more stuff, but when did you decide not to do math? Oh, in, at the very end of college. At the very, so you went, you, you were a math major. Yep. That's what my degree is in. Oh, I, I went into school, declared as a biology major and tr- changed in the first semester. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get into comedy right after college or during college? Did during you find college. Yeah. And that's when it all, it. it all fucking went sideways. It's so awesome that we get those opportunities to turn things that are hobbies or something. You're like, fuck it, I'm going to take a full swing. Yeah. I know. I know everyone always rips on me for this. It's like 20 minutes in and he's talking about lifeguarding, but <laughs> <laughs> lifeguarding was one of those jobs that was such a great job that I watched guys uh, who are 20 and gals all change their majors to be able to continue to be like, because the people who work as lifeguards are teachers, students. And cops and firemen in New York because they allow uh, you to like combine your pensions and have a couple of days to do it. People
1: would do it so they were like, "I want a job with summers off."
0: Yeah, they would. I I had a friend who was like a bio major, switched to become a science teacher. A friend who was a architecture major became a fireman. One of the f- smartest dudes I knew uh, who went to SUNY New Paltz was like this. He had like this brilliant uh, like uh, mind. He was gonna do all this crazy shit, and by the end of it, he's like, "I'm gonna become NYPD so I can continue lifeguard." Like, it's such a good job, and the pull is so crazy. Did that
1: scare you? Did you? See- see that and be like be careful not to have that happen
0: yeah i like my summer in between junior and senior year of college was like one of my best summers lifeguarding but i also took ucb 101 and it was like i was like man this beach job is the best but I Nothing is better than making someone laugh. That's awesome. Nothing is better than making someone laugh. And I found the harder, it, uh, the meaner or weirder someone was, the more I needed to make them laugh. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like that drive is stronger than wanting to be That's... at the beach and surf. <laughs> but now I could do both here in L.A. I, and I truly <laughs> and I talk about it all the time. But my midlife crisis will be when I'm like 45. I mean, I'm. Past my midpoint now, I'm guessing. <laughs> but at like 45, I'm going to be like, yeah, I work part time as a lifeguard and teach improv or some shit like that'll be where I end up. It
1: doesn't I... sound like the worst. No, though. it doesn't. <laughs> That's what sounds so amazing.
0: I like dream of the day of like getting such a good movie career where I'm like, I'm not going to pick up a summer. Like, I'm not going to work this summer. I'm just going to be a lifeguard. Well, my friend Ed is a volunteer fireman. That's so awesome. Yeah. And he works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's,
1: yeah. that's such and a so g- does everyone else who's a volunteer fireman, right? Right, they all, uh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, you can like, be a fucking fireman when you're a grown up.
0: Oh, it's so cool, right? You can just choose to do that. Yeah, who just told me the other day uh, a guy that they moved out to L.A. with, um, who was an actor and did like some small stuff when they first came out here. They've been out here for like. 15 years nothing really popped off for him. He's 40 years old and he uh at 38 he entered into the LA police academy or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and did that too. He did he became a cop in the in his 20s. Um but he was he was like went to Northwestern for undergrad, super funny. This is all before UCB, so it was Chicago, Second City, right, and right. then L.A., and then moved to New York. And his um, he'd always wanted to be a detective, and then his downstairs neighbor was a
0: detective. Uh, that's and all, he was that's like, you know takes? what, I'm just going to do it. So he actually was a cop for a couple of years. There, oh, that's awesome. There is something about after you've done comedy or entertainment for a decade where you start to go, even if I keep busting my ass and do it, It might, I might, like, I like, I'm at that generation where a lot of my friends are either super successful, still busting their ass, or... Doing great as like an urban planner, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like you have those couple of friends who are like, actually, I, I really liked uh, performing, but I found this other people who turn their hobbies into their careers. That's yeah. always the most exciting thing, too.
1: Well, it's I mean, it's, like if
0: Eugene Cordero doesn't get like, uh, it, I mean, he's already <laughs> so talented and successful. But if he didn't get any of that, he would be like a fucking yeah. uh, own a gym and teaching be happy. Muay thai. <laughs> yeah, yeah, teaching Muay Thai, And making money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I love that about uh, our careers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that- (laughs) That everyone's always looking for the thing that is in our career that would make them happy. Well,
1: I think that's what's also cool about improv is like you need to care about the world in order to improvise because it's like you don't want to see scenes with People auditioning.
0: <laughs> Although I love a great commercial audition tag Oh,
1: I will initiate them nonstop.
0: But, uh, oh, the, the king of like revealing it was a, f- a movie scene is the. <laughs> I literally have to stop
1: myself, like every other show, from being like, okay, kids, wasn't that great? Yeah, it's like
0: my favorite move that i know is bad yeah it's like my favorite move my favorite I, move is elementary just read the school. lines please. <laughs> yeah, just like when they say something insane it's like i'd prefer if you just read the lines
1: oh yeah. my god that's hilarious <laughs> mine is that this was just a presentation for an elementary school <laughs> no matter how dark and fucked up Oh, it got. especially yeah all right well thanks guys and, so that any is, questions yeah kids? it is all
0: i can do not to and every
1: time i'm like but i think this would be the good time yeah <laughs>
0: You are right. Well, let's transition to our topic, which we thought, because I I briefly mentioned on another episode, it would be fun to do an episode about podcasts and talk radio, because that was such a... That's the precursor. to. Po- I have so many strong theories about the connections between the two. I, they're obvious. <laughs> they're not, <laughs> aren't they very similar? I have many theories.
1: They're very detailed. I have
0: you many theories. The weird- also, most people have them.
1: <laughs> You've got the homeland set up, but it's no, just no, one me thing. It goes Howard Stern,
0: WTF.
1: <laughs> it's one piece of yarn. <laughs>
0: i think i've figured it out um yeah because i grew up in a house where talk radio was on all day long and so like because my dad worked three to eleven so he's home during the day and there's not tv on yeah so and he liked to. what do, was the station well wow, we listened to 660 wfan for mike and the mad dog which was, was new york say, sports that's talk. gotta be sports of his w
1: yeah w and, fan <laughs>
0: w fan that was mike and the mad dog that's new york sports uh roundup show Opie and Anthony on one Oh two seven and Howard Stern, of course on K rock. Yeah.
1: So I grew up in Chicago,
0: yeah. which is huge for talk radio. Right. Steve and Gary were Steve,
1: my Steve doll. Yeah. So Howard Stern, the big thing of, as a Steve doll fan was, so Steve doll started in Detroit and that's where Howard, Howard Stern. Started, yeah. And there's just like, and Howard even said it at some point that he was inspired. Cause Steve would like talk about his life. Um, so then Steve and Gary were in Chicago and like Steve had an on the air. <laughs> I'm like, everybody ripped. He had an on the air vasectomy. <laughs> but, he, but so when Opie and Anthony were doing their stunts, it was like, mm. yeah, like because they were getting two other people to have sex. Right. They you weren't know? doing it themselves. Yeah, there is it something felt to like that. it felt like we were. I don't know. I felt like, mm, wherever. Steve was the one who did um, the disco demolition from the 70s. Yes. You heard about that? Yeah, where they, was it
0: in Wrigley Field or whatever? It was in the,
1: Comiskey Park, the White Sox. Oh, the
0: White Sox. And they uh, burned all disco records yep. or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah,
1: And it was, but then <laughs> it turned into like, kind of like all the fans just ran out to the field and they had to cancel the second game. I just
0: listened to an episode of a podcast that was about that. I feel, I forget well,
1: it's so funny now because so for years like everybody's like oh my god Steve Dahl!" I want to say like Bob Odenkirk and stuff is like right. writing a movie about it like possibly like Jack Black like it's been talked about for years and now the tide has turned where people are like um it was very anti-gay anti-black yeah, because
0: it was like the weird <laughs> that's like, what
1: disco music is yes
0: and Steve is like no 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 no, no, <laughs> yeah, like please, no, no 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 disco music sucks <laughs> yeah, yeah it was
1: more like he was like I kept losing my job because the radio formats would change to disco
0: right right so it was Like and, it's not about who listens to it yeah. And also
1: the people that he was protesting Listening to it were like white Straight guys who are like you were know just Going
0: changing with the tide. exactly yeah, yeah.
1: But it is funny then uh, it's It's I still listen to Him now like
0: I've oh, listened really? to him For decades my wife still listens to Howard Every morning I I I used to listen to Opie and Anthony when I moved out here And got serious and then I listened to Opie and Jim for A while um, got kind Of uh <laughs> kind of weird i'm the disgusted.
1: whole anthony
0: thing of like losing his mind in times square it gets it gets, it's upsetting because it's like oh you want to think that you're just a funny instigator yeah and then when you start to hear like what happens i think, I think a lot of times people start to believe their own hype too they yeah. believe like and I think that's a part of talk radio and podcasting is you're filling time for like an ou- three hours a day and you start to just like say things and you're like, fuck it. This is actually kind of an interesting point of view. I'm really like... Right, right. You start to like be like, actually, no one's actually thinking like this. This could be... And then these people like... And the listeners kind of like codify it for people. Well, the internet... I mean, I feel like the Opie
1: and Anthony, like the whole listeners, like they have crazy fans.
0: Oh, yeah. I think... and. Uh, a lot of things I really enjoy in life because I like that garbage kind of stuff is ruined by fandom. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of things I like, I'm like, uh, oh, but the people who like it, I know, uh, like they, it can spiral wanna... really fast. Yeah,
1: because like I'll,
0: I'll still listen to Adam Corolla. Yeah, and then I love Corolla. I do too. Someone tweeted at me at Adam Carolla have John Gaberson. and I was like so ecstatic, and then I was also like, wait a minute, I, uh, am I like agreeing to something by saying like I don't know what what, am I am I co-signing some sort of belief or some obnoxious thing because I'm afraid at any point that I'm gonna slip up in some capacity and be like I can't this guy went on Adam Carolla's show what a monster right right And the thing is, too, it's like I feel like he is ultimately
1: reasonable, but he right. will also be like he will also say stuff where you're like, "Whoa, well,
0: yeah. I don't know if Trump is like you right, know I mean? right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what drives you, drives me the craziest, is when yeah. I'm like. I'm along for this ride, especially if you're like being cheeky and how and awful and obnoxious you are. I can feel it, yeah, and obviously and any anyone who's listening who's putting putting it together right now knows that's what I've built this entire high and mighty on is like what I appeal to is just like the interesting fucked up kind of elements, and then but i it forced to be like I could never start to believe myself, yeah,
1: that's tricky that's and I think. So Steve, I grew up listening to him, and actually I like him a lot more because he'll play like old. He has he owns all his old material, so oh, that's fun. You can hear old ones, oh, and I'm like, I actually <laughs> like him a lot more yeah. now because he's like this really thoughtful guy in his sixties. He got sober also like twenty years ago. Oh,
0: that's a good uh, arc for a, an artist. Oh, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. fast. He,
1: yeah, and then or
0: the or the opposite. I like what some of the artists now are getting. Like, like. I'm using the term artist for talk radio hosts and Kevin Smith. I think Smith for some it yeah. But like Kevin Smith getting into weed at 48 is like oh, an interesting, funny. is interesting to do me. Do you listen
1: to his podcast? I do
0: not. I do not. I grew up a fan of his and I, I kind of idolize him and would love to work with him someday. But um, I watched a bunch of his speeches when he did like the lecture circuit and I, I kind of burned myself out on him. Yeah,
1: yeah that is the thing with talk radio at a certain point. You're like, okay, now I'm, uh, no, I'm done for a while where I can have somebody in my, li- they're literally in your, your head it's the most intimate thing in the
0: world this is like because it's like uh the fisher king really points at that the movie where i never
1: saw that oh
0: shit it's really great terry gilliam but a guy shoots up a place because he's inspired by uh uh, talk radio by, uh, oh. what's his name? Big Lebowski, uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Jeff Bridges plays a talk radio host who's like a Howard Stern analog. And he's like, it's these big money corporations. And a guy shoots up a bank and then he like feels spirals. the guilt and yeah, and spirals oh. and meets a homeless man who is uh, Robin Williams and they become friends. But it makes you think, cause it's like, that's a direct line directly into your brain. Yeah. And then you start to. Especially
1: when you're wearing headphones. Dude, that's exactly.
0: (laughs) You're walking around with something in your head and someone's talking directly to you, or two people are talking, having a conversation that you are hearing that's going into your mind for an hour a day, hour and a half a day, depending like how hard it was 15 hours a week and now. um, And it's like you can be brainwashed you can change your sense of humor to sort of like you kind of see it when like real cultural like podcast movements like Chapo or Comedy Bang Bang like these big they kind of push like a certain and then all of a sudden the fandom gets the same sense of humor or the similar yeah. taste wait and what's like, Chapo Chapo Trap House is like those super liberal dudes who have like a, uh, a podcast where they're just like mega lefties and I, I, I'm i not not that versed in politics see. Like Beyond sim- Bernie Bro? yeah like they're like like, burn it all. Like, they've got, like, uh, uh, they've got, and they've got interesting ideas, but they've got a big following and they're kind of funny and edgy and racy. And, like, they've got a following of a bunch of young, intelligent people who, like, and you can get, like, they get hyped up on. Ch- and, like, I constantly, like, anytime someone's like, gotta get Gabriel. Son- the reason I find out about weird podcasts is because one person ah, who's a fan of both, we'll who go. dreams, yeah. like, as a kid, you would always dream of, like, why wouldn't Opie and Anthony go on Howard Stern? Right. Like, that was like, the, in my head, been, that's like the Flintstones meet the Jetsons, you know? <laughs>
1: Oh, remember when they would do the Olympics of the cartoons? Oh,
0: that was always the best. Yeah, it was like Battle of the Network Stars, but yes. animated.
1: <laughs> I worked on Girls. Uh, I was a writer on that, and um, the guy who played her dad was Peter Scolari from yes. Bosom and Buddies. And then the guy who played her dad's boyfriend was—I want to say his name is Ethan Phillips, great actor. But he was like from Benson.
0: He was yeah, like, I know, who, I know who the actor you're talking about. Yeah,
1: and they. And it was so sweet. They were both like these super sweet fucking great 80s actors. And then we were like, did you guys ever work together before? And they were like, actually, it was a battle of the network stars, <laughs> uh-huh. but like a circus edition. Like one of them <laughs> did High Wire and the other. It was just like that. It could not be more
0: 1982. Yeah, More moments. I, I hate Instagram more and more and I hate talking about it and discussing it. But. Oh, I thought Artie just drooled on oh, you, no, but it's no, a big no. it's piece of fabric. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so
1: uh, cute. He's already brought back three toys. I know, he's piled up now. It's he's, the fucking he's, best. At,
0: well, you're, like, you're giving him more play than any other guest does. I, and in most guests, I'm like, stop licking them. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. Okay. My well, dog that was is... another thing you said in the email. You're like, I at least want to meet Arthur.
1: <laughs> well, because I also <laughs> felt weird being like, I'm in town for five days.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Please, uh, let me be on your show. But that's, we we have previously discussed this at Cat. I said, please, if you're ever in town, it, or if I'm back in town we'll make great. it work. Um wait oh, oh, I really hate Instagram in a way I'm getting tired of it being like we got to take pictures at places and do things and but I kind of like moments like that is like wouldn't that've been great to see an Instagram picture that Peter Scalari took on the set of the like right. with, like that's like those are those moments when it's like oh, cool, I do have that picture of me and Thomas Middleditch when we did that blank thing because we took it because we knew about Instagram. You know? Thomas
1: Middleditch, the Peter Scolari of 2015.
0: I was trying to think of who a famous friend that I have a pretty great picture with. And we have a, a picture from Kilgore where we're both in uh, clown makeup covered in blood with no shirts on. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Yeah, I'm saving that for when he's a nominated. You, know, <laughs> you know that thing when like someone's like, congrats to my friend who won, a, won an award. Here's me and him together. Knowing, uh, just so you know, I'm actually good. People love that shit. <laughs> like, I will call out f- friends by name, like Mike Stills, like, Kate McKinnon uh, w- won an Emmy. Here's a video we did five years ago. It's like, all right, man, please. I'm positive she doesn't want- need to hear <laughs>
1: Well, the video is another thing, yeah. right? Because I remember <laughs> seeing there was a lot of... Was a uh, Kristen Wig right? A lot. I feel like I saw a lot of videos of because a lot of Link's people came videos. up with her and, yes. and, and who are
0: like, I was doing shitty videos with her way yeah. back in the day. And, and it's
1: it, not <laughs> even like a video that's shot to be seen as a video. It's yeah, like, like a, a video stage of show. stage. <laughs> no, that's like,
0: always the worst. Ugh. That looks like such garbage. I, I get immediately embarrassed. It's something I've been doing for ten years, and I love doing. But if the second I have to see myself do improv, I'm like, Oh no! That, oh, I just look like a fat white guy no. gesturing to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally described improv. <laughs> I, the further you get away from an improv show, the worse it is, like exponentially. Like, that's why Chelsea and Franklin are so fun to perform at because everyone's on top of you. But then when you go to Beast and Sunset, they're further away, and improv looks stupider and stupider. And then, camera being the furthest separation you could be, it just never looks right on stage because you have to be caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I don't love UCB sunset because of the distance from the crowd and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I haven't been to hell's kitchen it yet. It just opened. I'm so excited. You haven't, have you been there yet? No, no, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm
1: excited. It's insane that it wasn't handicapped accessible for so long. I, I know. It's, when they announced the new location and they were like, we know it's a huge change, but finally we're handicap accessible. I was like, Oh,
0: Of course. Well, because they couldn't advertise that they weren't. I know. I know. (laughs) It's funny. It must have been on everyone's mind, especially as. uh, the. By the way, I
1: feel like we're saying it wrong. Is
0: it like ADA? Yes. uh, ADA approved or something like that. Yeah. ADA. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because even like my dad, who's, you know, he he has a hard time just walking. But like that was those stairs were hard for a. You
0: know, an able-bodied person like yeah, it was like uh, age prohibitive. Uh, yeah, my yeah. first commercial agent in New York was like, oh, oh, I would love to come see one of your shows, but I, I just can't go downstairs. Yeah. She's like this old, like uh, old theater woman, and I was like, oh my god, that's crazy! I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's
1: and cheating. then it's like, and
0: she was mobile. She wasn't like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was ambulatory, but I was like, Jesus, I didn't yeah. even think of that. So I'm, I'm actually
1: super excited about Hell's Kitchen, and I'm yeah.
0: Hopeful. It's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> f- fingers crossed. That it's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like the corporatization. We're not becoming off, off Broadway or oh, something like. Oh,
1: f- that's <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's improv. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fat white guy pointing at a chair. It's <laughs> Even like, when do- it's a thin black woman, it's still at its heart at a, <laughs> a fat white man pointing at a chair. We're all fat white men once we enter <laughs> the improv stage. <laughs> no matter what. It's yes.
0: Not. We all come together as yeah. one fat white guy pointing <laughs> yeah. at shit. Yeah. That's uh, really funny. Um did you ever have an inkling to wanna do talk radio? No. Cuz I feel like you would uh, you as a podcast host or uh I mean as a guest it's been fabulous, but as a host <laughs> it would make total sense.
1: I you know I don't. You're, to,
0: you're a bit of a chatterbox. I, you like to talk. I can
1: be, absolutely. That's I, and,
0: and that's why I drew me to you when we first did a few ass cats together. We're like, <laughs> I barely know this woman, but we're having like a long ass conversation about rescuing dogs and shit. Oh, yeah. Well, there's also, you have some key <laughs> subjects to get you started on.
1: <laughs> oh man, and there really is like. <laughs> but, you know, I think part of it is my personality is also such that like, like watching James Bond movies when I was a kid, yeah. And part of it, it was being a woman. But I never was like, I want to be James Bond. I was like, I want to be the hot lady he fucks once
0: yeah. <laughs> in I between just, the three <laughs> other hot ladies yeah. he fucks. I want to be one of four faceless women <laughs> yeah. that gets to fuck Roger yeah. Moore. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it was Roger Moore. Oh uh, yeah, of <laughs> course. Totally that one, one makes Moore. sense. Yeah. Um, So even like listening to talk radio, I was never like, oh, I want to be on talk radio. I was like, I want to be with the guys who do talk radio. You want to
0: be like a whack packer?
1: (laughs) Basically. Like, but not even on the... It's funny. And you never hear just women by themselves.
0: Right. You don't... Yeah. You want to be more Robin than Howard.
1: But now... I've started listening to Israeli radio, Israeli talk radio. Oh, man. This is, here we go. <laughs> Taking a deep dive. So I'm Israeli. We moved when I was three. Oh, my God. He's just brought his fourth toy. <laughs> he's, I think he's got one left. Best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is the literal best. Uh, this is a really... because. So, someone explained to me one time. I'm like, "Oh, here comes Arthur. He's gonna go run and get his toy." And you're like, "Oh, if he he wants to present to you his favorite things, and he wants to show guests." And I I never someone projected all this, on, and you never know with dogs. You can write right. your whole backstory totally. to him, but it's like. He does have that Nyla bone. Is usually the first thing he runs and grabs. And to d- when a new guest comes over, yeah. but I, there's got to be something in the fact that he's now built a home <laughs> next to you. I
1: love it because every time he leaves, I'm a little bit like, oh, uh, I guess he's tired and of then me. You're like,
0: <laughs> as he comes back in, and he's running around on his little nails.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, I'm Israeli, and we moved here when I was three, and we speak Hebrew at home. But so I speak like a little kid, like my my. V- I mess up agreement of male and female all the right, time. Right.
0: But you can you can understand it when you hear
1: it. I can. And then when I'm there, I get a lot better. And, and you go often? I don't. But the past couple of years, I've gone twice in the past two years, oh, which wow. has been awesome. And I've started like trying to watch more Israeli shows and listen to Israeli radio to prove it. And there's a morning, there morning on Radio Tel Aviv, his, uh, <laughs> his, um these two women, Daphna Lustig and Maya Dagan. And they, it's just two women talking and they're hilarious and cool. And I was like, I've never heard a
0: two lady morning radio show. Yeah, it would be like the only analog we would have in America at this point is like. My favorite murder, or something—you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I mean, that's a way more totally. pointed. But yeah, there isn't like the like the view when Kathleen Gifford have been like weirdly bastardized all, and fetishized into and I, also their the right whole. Word.
1: But it is it is it was because it was it's like stick aside ladies yeah. exactly whatever it was, that is uh,
0: yeah. whatever the expression is where it's like I guess we lean into being broads it you know totally
1: and it was created with yeah. just. We're we're gonna do it because we are just women and it's for just, women,
0: by women yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And this is just the radio show. That's see, that's really cool. I wish a female shock jock would like yeah. would probably crush. Although shock jock odd aud- listening audiences, if I had to paint a broad stroke, come across as misogynist well, to me.
1: And here's the thing is even just I mean, I feel like the term shock jock is like, we don't, I mean, there's no not, one shocking anymore. Yeah. And as soon as you go to shock, like
0: you've it, done it. Yeah. You're tapped.
1: I just want them to be real. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I liked. I didn't like when Howard had strippers on.
0: No, I like when Howard has interviews. Yeah. I think he's like, an, cause he's
1: good at just asking people, no, like seriously, you know, yeah. where w- did you fuck her? Like, and he
0: created an environment of like, look, just, just be honest. It's look, it's me, it's a couple of yeah. lunatics, it's Gary, it's Robin. Yeah, look, yeah, we're just we're we're a ragtag group of people. There aren't millions of people currently listening. Yeah. So tell me Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you know, it's like and I really like that about him. Yeah. He, like he creates that environment. And that I mean, of course, that's what I'm like what I liked the most about it was like interviewing interesting people. Yeah. But, but I I when I was a kid, I would love like hearing so and so call in or like farting the <laughs> fart Olympics and all that shit. And now when they when they do like shtick or bits, yeah. And maybe it's because I've been doing comedy for so long, so I'm a touch snobby. Or it's more like this is not what I come here for. I come yeah. here for serious conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's like when Opie and Anthony got like started getting like a little too political. I was like, no, I come here for you guys to have bad opinions and then really laugh about it and dive in which is one of my favorite bits you can have in the business is just sit here and be like yeah i don't know women driving cars seems terrifying and then like (laughs) just spending eight minutes unpacking like in a stupid way why that's a true like belief
1: and i also love it when and it's it's really these guys who've done it where they're like We're not opening it up for calls
0: Right Yes
1: Unless I actually want to talk to people
0: Right Yeah yeah. It's not just like And here we go We'll fill an hour With you guys calling in
1: I really don't want to hear people call in Yeah I I just
0: don't I've done the wrap up show a few times on Stern, And that's really fun for me To be with Hine and Gary Um, But then when people call in It's just like I don't want to I don't want to do But it is Man, you gotta interact with the listeners. You gotta fan interact. You gotta tweet. You gotta That's respond. One thing I like
1: about podcasts is that there isn't really that element. No, there, no,
0: except on like social media. You kind of, you don't have right. to, but, but you truly don't have to. As a listener, you don't have to. Right. You don't have to. Like, yeah. yeah. And you can listen to a podcast and not have to. Like, cause that was my thing is like, you like interview podcasts. I like wanna go on WT. I wanna hear. Mark Marin talked to Molly Shannon. I don't want to hear. And uh, now we're going to take some questions from idiots about yeah. for Molly Shannon. I don't yeah. want to hear any of it because Q and A's also, I think is what's ruining society as someone who's <laughs> who, as someone who is a big fan of uh, comic conventions and film screenings. Two of the things I really enjoy doing are truly destroyed by Q and A's.
1: Dan Greger has an amazing Q and A story. Do you know this? <laughs> no hey. It's With Julian Schnabel, who's a
0: huge like artist, he did the movie like the bell, uh, the diving bell and the butterfly, something like that about the guy with locked in syndrome. Yeah, and he's
1: also like I think like a millionaire and has like a crazy, and he was at some Q and A, and I don't remember the movie. Sorry, Dan Greger, and um, I guess the this guy like. I asked a question. It was I think it was Julian Schnabel, but Dan like didn't look turn around or anything and just did the like, oh come on, because it was one of those like QA questions. It right. was all about the questioner. But the questioner was Julian Schnabel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then
1: I guess he was walking home with his Rachel and was just like complaining about it, walking down the streets of New York like, and that fucking asshole, like asking like, we get it. And then Julian Schnabel was right behind him and (laughs) heard him just like
0: Oh no, that's so awesome. But it is that thing where it's like the question is always like, I'm a filmmaker as well. And um my most recent screenplay, which was titled Like Get Out of This. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was at the screening of her and uh spike jones was being interviewed by and i forget her uh, nicole i can't pronounce it. nicole hoff center yeah yeah she's Halif like holof center something so like yeah, that i always forget the writer director she's so good and that's my favorite part of A. Q&A. it's like i saw a matthew wiener interview um the guy uh terrence winter and like about um wolf of wall street and that's the those are the interviews i care about i'm like get one smart person who knows the business totally. to talk to them but then they always open it up to the crowd and two of the questions i remember from the her screening i was there ben rogers the first one that was was like the person raised her hand was like how would someone afford an apartment like that and uh, spike just goes it's the future it's a movie Next question. (laughs) And it's like, that's really what's bothering you? Or do you think you're going to be able to pull it? And this is where I get like antagonistic with listeners of the podcast. It's like, do you think like pulling that thread is going to be like Spike Jones is going to be like, Thank this, guy's, you. this guy's actually thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that actually helps me enjoy the movie so much more. Yeah, no, yeah, now I know that. Now I get her. But at least, like with the QA, that's in person. That person got to feel hundreds of people turn on him. Right. Be like, yeah, fuck,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just like, <laughs> but I
1: feel like the internet, what happens is then, like, thousands of people are like, yeah, I know. And then this, and then this, and then this, and just right. like a spiral of outrage and hate. <laughs> I <sighs> am. Okay, so I just, I thought it might be fun to go through what podcasts we listen to from like yes. the huge ones to the ones that you're like, I don't think
0: anybody that I, I know listens this, to this. I think this is a 100% <laughs> good idea because this is uh, fun. So it's like half recommendations, half like a dark look into what we're oh. into.
1: Now, I know we both, I feel like we first connected with our love of um, Don't Get Me Started. Yes. How's How
0: sad it? were you when that ended? Truly sad. I mean, I brought them to the HeadGum. I like called HeadGum. I was like, you got to get these guys on. Because I I once described Will and Anthony as my cool older brothers now that I know what cool is. You know what I mean? Because they're not like the guys if you were a 15-year-old <laughs> boy that you would want as an older brother where you're like, yeah. I want the guy who's going to buy me beer and teach me to skateboard. Yeah. Instead, I got a, 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 the a theater Hines. dork and a computer dork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that now that I have tastes and like I have a, whatever this person i ended up being to me i'm just like tell me i'd still text those guys and go what are you reading what are you watching like as much as i loved hearing friends and uh friends of friends describe their passions the mini of sessions it was just like they're just two of the smartest Most interesting people ever And like for me I just want to hear What So
1: that podcast Was the two of them Getting people To talk about Whatever their obsession was Yeah As long as And then They would have to do Their mini obsessions Right And they would sometimes Record like four In a row or something And be like "Um, (laughs) My mini obsession Is uh, this water I guess That it's right in front of me I truly
0: believe Will Hines one time Had like The way the drum kicks in On like this one song Which is like The most stonery thing You could possibly yeah, just no. like, dude, have you heard the way the drum like comes <laughs> in on this song? Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it. And between that show and uh, while we're talking about it, a similar show to me was the Jeff Rubin Jeff Rubin show, which is I've f- never,
1: I've a, never even heard of that.
0: He's a uh, old college humor guy. He's sort of nerdy. Uh, he works in video games, and he's a very interesting guy. Very funny. Very smart. And between, don't get me started, and the Jeff Rubin Jeff Rubin show, pretty much inspired what High and Mighty was going to be. Because Jeff Rubin just talked to like. The guy who has the Guinness Book of World Records for the most amount of Who Let the Dogs Out merchandise. And he talked to him for an hour. Wow. He talked to a guy who designed the Dothraki language for over an hour and just like dove in and had all these. He's a very interesting and he asked smart questions, but he was like, my show is self indulgent. I want to talk to people I think is cool. And so that's, I just like, I was like, oh, I don't want a premise. I just want to chat with people about what they're passionate about or force what I'm passionate about on them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I, I ripped off both of those podcasts to create mine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're all ripping off, we're all doing Charlie Rose.
1: (laughs) Except for the women that he tried to get to do We're all doing Charlie
0: Rose. Unfortunately for Charlie Rose, still not enough. (laughs) Motherfucker. Who's now? (laughs) <laughs> but uh so yeah we're both big fans of don't get me started and then yeah. that's where we started uh that's when we were like
1: oh, oh we didn't you go on don't get me started then for one episode as like your obsession was there i went on
0: for the 50th and broke down because i had like your yeah yeah your our, obsession was their show i had been listening to their show like so <sighs> so good. yeah so good and i got to the point where like like my own podcast, I was like cherry picking some and then I got so into it that I went back and I listened to like the eight that didn't sound interesting to me that I skipped and I was like, oh, I, Yeah. some of them I still didn't like thoroughly get into, but I was like, oh, if Mary Holland is going to talk about Survivor, I'm going to listen to Mary Holland. Yeah. And I don't even like Survivor, but. And it got me into some stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. I started was a playing great- rugby after my episode. I
1: remember. <laughs> No, but that is, it It did make me care about people oh, also yeah. too. It, it made me care, sometimes care about the
0: obsession and sometimes care about people. Hi, Ooh. you're actually making
1: a noise.
0: Yeah. Um, no one walks near our apartment, not without Arthur saying something. Right, Artie?
1: I was really sad because I actually had another obsession to come on there with and I'd even like talk to Will about it and I could tell he wasn't really into it. Was this
0: going to be pens?
1: Yes, (laughs) it was totally going to be pens and I could see Will be like. Um, sure. You might be a little too esoteric for us. <laughs> and then I was like, mm, but I mm, I know your show, so I think I'll be fine. And then it just and then the show went off the air.
0: I was so upset to hear that. Yeah. Um. What I, I another big one I like that's pretty popular is Reply All on Gimlet Media. It's like a real like internet and tech kind of like, yeah. but the culture around it more so than like this is how to unlock your iPhone. It's yes. more like yeah. The a great episode they did was they. Got he got like a prank like he got like a call center call from a a spam call and he and Alex just kept following up with this person following up with the company until he ended up in India like tracking down the business stuff it's just a really interesting journey it is
1: like when people I had a friend who was getting catfished by a, a weirdo a weird guy and like not somebody who she was seeking out somebody who was like putting on a bunch of different personas to seek I'll her out to get her yeah and I was like. Reply All would be kind of great because they have all these resources and they're journalists and they know how to do stuff. Um, I love that show. But sometimes I can't like sometimes I need to not listen to or I just don't feel like listening to like real radio shows. Do you know what I mean? Like Reply All's podcast, but it feels like a real radio yes, show. Yeah. Sometimes I just need, I don't know, more
0: people-y stuff. Right. I, I totally get that. I have uh, so because I have like... Uh, a swath that I listen to depending on my mood too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have like my podcast that I like when I'm high. What are those? That's Hollywood handbook. Okay. And the great debates. Those are just two podcasts. I love Sh- uh... Sean and Hayes. Sean Clements is Hollywood handbook and they just play like heightened Hollywood persona douchebags and bring on other comedy people. And their are just their tones and their takes on everything is just makes me laugh. I think also as I get, more uh into comedy i find it more appealing to things that i don't think i could even do yeah. as someone who's like so narcissistic where yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah. I, I i i still listen to comedy bang bang every once in a while but to me it's like as being part of it for so long it doesn't feel that exciting but hollywood handbook i still can't quite do what they yeah, do you can't
1: crack the, so, yeah, so, yeah. so to it's me fun. it's
0: still like ooh, that's fun it's like just recently I listened I did in uh I listened to an episode of that show Off Book which is Jess McKenna and Zach Reno who are a guy uh, people out here it's an improvised musical each episode and they're very talented wow and I just listened to it and I'm like I can't sing at all. And this yeah. is just like the coolest. Yeah. And I'm like, they're so talented. And it's like, it's just a new fresh take for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one, great debates that I listen to when I'm stoned. It's really funny. Is, is that
1: Steve Healy, Steve
0: Healy and Dave King.
1: I've never heard it. They're oh, both such funny guys. They're both
0: such funny and like Uber smart, like the uh, fucking Ivy league little kids. And they're so funny and so smart. And then they just take insane user submitted arguments one guy takes the pro, one guy takes the con, and then uh, Dave Medina, I think is his name, uh, he uh, is the moderator and he decides at the end are, like who won. And they really try to make their points. Like the episode I just listened to earlier, although not high, I just needed a, a palate cleanser. I don't want to listen to talkie radio when I'm doing episodes, so yeah. I want to listen to something silly Yeah, that one they did today was uh, – Has Jim Carrey Is Jim Carrey Getting the credit He deserves And it's just like A really interesting Take on a debate And they go back And forth about it And they're super intelligent So it really It sounds so simple I can't picture
1: this at all I can't picture yeah i can't it sounds it so all. simple
0: and almost like bullshit yeah, yeah. That you're like yeah that doesn't sound like but it's, i'll check it out it's really really funny it's really good okay it's really i'll good. check that out yeah what about you do you have like because when you say peopley one does that mean like you want to like hear what people are interested in what people i want
1: to de- you know what i've realized that a big function that uh podcasts and talk radio have always filled my life is uh feeling like I have friends around. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. As, well, because, and this is probably very different for you growing up, but I was like basically grounded all
0: the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, we were home alone all the time. Well, we, so, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. when I wasn't, Like, I couldn't even get in trouble. Like, when I was in trouble, when I got in really big trouble when I was in high school, they couldn't ground me because my normal life was being grounded. So (laughs) they were like,
0: uh, What do we do? Make her go to her friend's house? I (laughs) was placed
1: under room arrest.
0: Room arrest? Room
1: arrest. So, meals, I couldn't come down for mealtime. It was brought to me. And, like, Jesus Christ. Everything was taken out of my room that was like fun, like books and my radio. Shit. Yeah, it was grim. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you do that deserved that? Or school. Is it?
1: it was all. It was always like school stuff. Now
0: this is where uh, I, I I could do my hip fire stereotyping. Israeli parents traditionally not chill. <laughs> about like, yeah, about uh, success, about work, hard work, right? Like that is like as as I'm going off of my other friends who have Israeli parents, like Gil and Dan. Yeah, Greger. Yeah. yeah. And
1: it's funny because like. I I don't think my cousins and stuff had that in Israel, but it's also something different when you're an immigrant. Yeah,
0: Israeli Americans right, is more right. it's more specific to that. Yeah,
1: but um, yeah. So radio always filled the like because I remember there was even a show on Saturday nights I would listen to in Chicago because it was yeah I know which is like the saddest but it was also hey, you're great. talking about a guy who
0: rented two movies from Blockbuster every Friday night of junior and senior year of high school
1: <laughs> right
0: I lifeguarded from 7 to 11 and then would uh go uh, Blockbuster closed at midnight pick up two DVDs go home and watch from like 11 30 to 1 30 and then maybe do another one if I wasn't tired or wake up Saturday and watch it yeah yeah that's where I became like a movie nut one, cool. one stupid movie and one movie that I heard cool movie people watched <laughs> like Aww. I'd be like Taxi Driver and ho- Holy Grail you know because it's like <laughs> I think you're supposed to watch Taxi right. Driver I had like these homework movies oh, as a kid yeah. homework <laughs> movies. we were both dorks you're sitting yeah. home, no, you're I, sitting I, home I, in a prison cell <laughs> eating <laughs> getting a tray of food slid <laughs> under your door <laughs> listening to,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen to Steve Dahl <laughs> um, Buzz Killman so the y ones that I think of now are like okay like I listen to Bitch Sesh which is Casey, Willey, uh, I don't listen
0: to that one, but I love though I love everyone involved, so well, I should.
1: Yeah, they talk about The Real Housewives, and I don't watch any of those shows. Not a single one of them, but right. I like hearing them talk about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, how did this get made for me for a long time? I only listened to the ones in the movie I saw, and then eventually yeah. I was like, I don't want to see a bad movie. Let yeah. me see if I can still enjoy it. And then I'd be like, this is fucking great. Yeah. I host an action movie podcast, and I feel like people listen to it uh, without having seen the movies, too. I... That was a low point for me. <laughs> oh, my God. I just oh, no, broke that's your table. Oh, that's already broken. Don't okay, worry about okay, it. Worry sorry about, about it. that. Yeah, yeah. You're scared. I thought you got hurt. I no, was no, like, no. <laughs> I was just scared I broke that's your fine. table. I have, this is a, f- like, 40-year-old table, and but there's just nice, so many books actually. underneath. Yeah. Um,
1: you guys, I've never actually, uh, I'm scared to say this in front of you, I've never seen Die Hard from start to finish. Oh, my God. But you guys did a Die Hard. Commentary. Commentary, where it was like, okay start the movie right now. And, and I like just sat there like listening, like still like walking my dog. And then there was a the time like you all walked away from the mics to get delivery. Like and I'm just like, I'm the asshole is like listening. You'd
0: be surprised. I think it's probably like uh, 20% if maybe 10% people actually watch it alongside the movie, actually listen alongside the movie. We keep doing these commentaries and people seem to like,
1: Wait. So, are, is the action boys? Do you guys do it while you're watching the movie, or after? Not,
0: uh, we, every no, we do it uh, like because the
1: other ones were after you. Watched yeah, it. That yeah, was the
0: all, yeah. We always like watch it separately, but now. So far, for the action movie, uh, for the Action Boy spinoff, we've done a few commentary episodes, and it's like the audience. We don't know if they like it or not. We can't tell. We don't even like doing it, but we're like, <laughs> if you guys really like it, we'll do it because it's just a format break. But we'd much rather just have long, extended bullshit do conversations.
1: That. Well, I am somebody who has, <laughs> because it really like I really like. I mean, I listened to it. God bless, but it was just those <laughs> moments of silence and rest just you guys eating, yeah, where I'm like, ah, Tammy, come on, what are you doing you with your it? life? You, you
0: are a career woman. I'm listening to three guys eating. Uh, what about um? So so, bitch sesh. You don't uh, you don't watch those shows, but I don't watch love, those shows. Those are some of the funniest people too. Oh my In god, Casey, the funniest. Danielle, I love and them. they just they care about it, and
1: they've started listening to the Kardashian it.
0: Oh right, yes. With
1: Marcy Giroud. J J
0: J L A. Yeah,
1: is that what Jess it?
0: Jardine? Right. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I don't. Not only do I not watch the Kardashians, I don't like them,
0: which they would be very upset because they love Cause them they so much. Them. Yeah, they yeah. truly love them. That's so fun, but and, and you still get enjoyment out of it because it is like No, I do I like hearing people talk about stuff that they find very interesting. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And that's why I, I did another podcast series called The Layman, where I interviewed scientists because I just was so I'm so interested in science, I just want to do it. Yeah. I just want to talk and so that's why I can I can listen to those podcasts and be like, I don't know anything what they're talking about, but he's talking with, or she's talking with such passion. I'm yeah. In. Yeah.
1: I've started Nicole Bayer just started one.
0: Oh yeah. when I mean, she we ran into to each other in airport, she's like, "Should I do a podcast?" And I said, "Yes, you are the the person." If I can't believe you don't have one, you are a person who has the ability to talk unending and be funny all the time. I yeah.
1: heard you talk about that when she came on and did the again uh, the listening hour. to you. Oh, that episode is insane! Oh my
0: God, it's fantastic.
1: All of them. I listened to the Taco Bell ones.
0: You poor thing. You poor thing.
1: The So yeah, no, I like those are the ones that I think of when I think of talky ones that are super personal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like those. I I like the dumbbells for that reason, too. I do, too. Yeah. And it's sort of like you can argue that it's a little bit of fitspo, if you will, uh, too. Yeah. Which is
1: funny because I'll totally listen to it. And then there's times where I'm so (laughs) off the beam that
0: I can't even listen to them. You feel bad. Like, yeah, yeah, they make you feel guilty, not on purpose, where you're like. I'm like I'll get stoned and I'll be like laying uh, like I'll be like I gotta do chores and I put on the dumbbells and they're like so you just gotta make sure you're getting out there and I'm like uh, let me switch to Doughboys
1: <laughs> although they did a really sweet thing it's also fun when you listen and then they like make a change and you're like I think this came from that yeah where they were like um they were used to be like okay this is your tenor- 10 minute
0: mile marker right yeah, right yeah, yeah. and they
1: were like so good for you and da da, da. and then they're like. Then it became like, okay, if you're working out, great. If you're not, that's also okay. Yeah. They like, and they were never coming down too hard. Right,
0: right. But then you felt them soften even more. Oh
1: my God. That like literally not just like foot, like the foot went all the way off the gas. <laughs> right though.
0: They were like, honestly, do whatever the fuck you want in your life. Just <laughs> it <was> keep really <laughs> sweet. using our promo codes. <laughs> uh, but I saw
1: Ryan Stanger cause he performs at UCB yeah. on Friday nights. And I've been sitting in with soundtrack afterwards. Oh, cool. And so I was totally like, hi. <laughs> and like, like hi and i was like could i talk to you
0: <laughs> can i be a guest i want to no, talk fit. no i don't that's not your
1: i really that feels like it would go too deep
0: yeah that's like an unfortunately a little i have a i have an episode lined up which may come out before or after this one so i won't i'll talk to you about it off air but i think i'm gonna have like a, a too deep health one with a friend right. <laughs> i think i need it i think i need to put it out there i think i'm learning that i need like a, 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 a fake idea or like a a fabricated idea of pressure But to, you look really good Thank you I feel I feel I'm doing uh, Slightly better But I need to You do really do, do oh, look really you. good oh, I appreciate that No
1: I didn't Yeah Well I
0: <laughs> I was doing chin-ups When you came in the <laughs> apartment Were you really? No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I, This is so fucked up Of why I didn't say anything before Is because I feel so Shitty right now About how I look That I'm like I don't even want to Just enter in the, But you look really good Oh
0: thank you Thank you And then if I say You look really good no, You're going to like I Eye roll <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that I, sensation too, uh, and I know also like when you're not feeling great, and someone's oh like, "Oh, you look great," and you're like, "You don't understand." <laughs> I hate the way I. And they're like, "Oh, okay, okay. well, yeah. I tried to just give you a compliment,
1: <laughs> and you're kind of like, "Um, you're just saying that because you think I look so horrible, so you feel like you need to address it." I'm just like, shut up. No, but what's I feel like dumbbells. I feel like that. It's just in too real a place for me right now. That makes sense.
0: It's such a smart idea for a podcast. Fitness and comedy, it's always- And they're perfect for it. Because they're actual comedy people. They're not fitness people who think they're funny. And they're actually super empathetic. And they're, yeah. And the new, like their mantras about like, just do something. Today, Eugene said something that like inspired me insanely. On on the most recent episode, Eugene says, they're talking about New Year's resolutions. He's like, whatever your New Year's resolution is, Start it today, even if it's December twentieth. Oh. Just do it now. Yeah. He's like, get a ten day head start over the holidays. If you if you lay if you're like I'm going to do it, and you only do it twice out of ten days, you're still better off than you were on Janu- yeah. uh, on a hypothetical waiting for January first. that. It's so, and I love their whole thing of like, well, just walk twenty minutes a day, and then you're like, that's not enough. But I'm also not doing that, right? Even. Yeah, because I'll also like,
1: just be like, do do a lunge. You're right.
0: Like, okay. And yeah. I have
1: actually a couple of times, it's been like, I've done a, i have done the, I guess it's squats, yeah, but like yeah. a chair. Yeah. And then I've been like, Oh,
0: I did something. I yeah. did
1: do something. And also that was crazy
0: hard. <laughs> yeah. And it is one of those things where you feel like, are uh, you like, ah, that's not going to be enough for me, but Holy shit. It is, Two hundred percent more than what I would have done today, anyway.
1: And holy shit, that was so hard right. that I really should be doing
0: that, right? And then it's also one of those things where it's like now it's prohibitively difficult or whatever. <laughs> I have I'm one of those guys who's like, if I'm not going to be working out four days a week and really training hard, why do it at all? And that is the worst attitude to have if you're yeah like want longevity, in right, life. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> if it's you want to be alive, the, to right, have right. kids And all that it's jazz. Literally the worst <laughs> attitude <laughs> right. to have, just with anything with right? writing. I, I, and I think that's like something I'm talking like I am want to get into therapy and deal with that because that's something I I have like unless produ- you go to therapy four times a week. It's not worth it. Right. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it is like yeah, I have like yeah. a productivity block where I'm like, man, if only I had like two weeks free to really just sit down and write. And then it's like it's been eight weeks. And amongst those eight weeks, I probably could have put together 80 hours if I really want you know, and I just can't. I have something that I put in front of myself that like, I'm just like, I don't know what it is. I yeah. just
1: did. Um, there was a, you know what? And I didn't even do the whole 30 days. So God bless. I did 17 days and I'm still going to count that as a plus. And, Cause I'll also go back, but it was a 30 day writing detox and what, what it was it? online. It was great. And it was also because it wasn't for anything. It wasn't like at the end of 30 days, you'll have a screenplay or you'll have anything. It was just like, I just want to enjoy writing again. Yeah. And it started with just like right she had like a writing she had a uh, like a bunch of prompts. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like 10 minutes and it was like oh this is not going to be anything but I felt so good and then it went up to 15 minute prompts. And then and, then, and there were a bunch of times that then you keep going.
0: Right, right, right. And Then you're like, oh shit, I'm sitting here typing. I might as well just Yeah. yeah. And it was that's actually so cool.
1: really fun.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I actually just
1: saying that like why not
0: Shut. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I need something. I need something that kickstarts my productivity Just or even like 10 minutes. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I gotta get like something. I always joke, like, oh man, I, you know, I'm not getting anything done, but it's been, if it's been half a year and you wrote one page a day, you have a pilot. Oh my God. Yeah. If it's, yeah. yeah if it's been, if you write one page a day for, yeah. I mean, if you write one page a day for a month, you have a pilot. Yeah. And a, pay, a page a day is completely doable, but I cannot, you know what
1: I mean? right well I think also part of it is just having like I've so I've gotten into pens and paper and yeah. all that
0: you kind of need your little
1: but I like having just and so much of what I write is just straight garbage like seriously so much of what I write is
0: about literally pens and paper which is like <laughs> just to get the movement going just to get the brain yeah. going from head to paper yeah yeah I, uh, I got that book the f- uh, five minute journal or whatever uh, I forget what it's called um, it's right Oh no! It used to be up here. I forget what it was uh, this guy Brian Koppelman talks about. And it. it's like you r- wake up every morning and write for five minutes, just like anything, just yeah. spew, and yeah, then yeah. it just like inspires your brain to like yeah. get into that.
1: It's something I because then I start getting into a thing of just like having a full notebook.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I got to figure out what my block is. My and no, it's, you don't. Yeah, you actually
1: don't need to figure out what the block I is. I just gotta just do, do five minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, uh, I can say that. Yeah, but it really is that Eugene thing of like just, but set a timer. Yeah, and you know what it is about improv that's really nice is how disposable it is, um, and writing feels doesn't have that it feels like right but it's actually super disposable yeah and also the nice thing about doing a timed writing which is the pen keeps moving no matter what is if nothing comes from it so what it was 10 minutes
0: right it was only 10 minutes yeah yeah
1: or even it was only half an
0: hour who cares right right i I'm all I'm sitting here telling you I waste an ordinance amount of time. Oh, right. All, we all do. Right. So we all do. if I waste a half hour actually writing like it's not a yeah. waste at that point. But yeah. also
1: like start at five minutes. Right.
0: I, that's what I like to Of Like I, it sounds like treat it with the same rules as exercise when yeah, you're having a hard time. Which is what.
1: So and, and maybe this is the same thing. That, it's also hard when you've done something to go back because I've like done marathons. Right. Like a couple of them.
0: And now if you try to get out there and, and run a quarter mile, it would be hard yeah. on the knees and the it, lungs. And you'd be like, it's uh, uh, yeah. like me. I used to be I'm wearing a fucking weightlifting club shirt right. right now. I used to be a big, strong power lifter. And now I'm like, I don't want to, like, get back to it.
1: But it's like, why are we letting an achievement get in our way of. Doing anything
0: Right <laughs> Right <laughs> I was Yeah. That's like saying like I wrote one good screenplay already Yeah And I don't know if I can do it again Right yeah.
1: And also it feels And also Not only I don't know if I can do it I can't I can't do it again I can
0: never do it as good as I did it that yeah. time Why? Why bother doing it Exactly yeah. And so
1: if I'm gonna sit down And write a piece of shit And it's like Yeah but So you write a piece of shit Then at least you've written a piece of shit
0: Right And still you have a piece of shit to
1: show Yeah (laughs) I did just start run walking again this week I went three times Oh nice And once I could get the fuck out of my head Of like I can't believe you're already And I was like Oh I forgot that I actually like movement Yeah it's the
0: (laughs) It's It's like to remind yourself what it feels like afterwards is like a very like you go out there and you're like, I'm like, I hate running. I hate running. Then you're like, fuck it. Let me just go for a run. You do a run. You're like, it's been like three years and I feel a little sore. I feel a little. And this is what I'm supposed to feel like.
1: I remember hearing you on a podcast. Was it you? Of doing it in the morning. And being like, Oh my God, this is how I should do it all the time. That's me. And then as soon as you realized it, never doing it again.
0: Right. That's exactly what I'm dealing with. Have you
1: read the four tendencies at all? Um, Gretchen Rubin. Oh
0: no, I've read the four agreements. Is that something different? (laughs) I have that book somewhere.
1: (laughs) But she talks about four tendencies of that we have as people. Um, Some people are uphold. It's, it's all how you deal with expectations and it's upholders. Um, They, uh, Uphold, they they will follow uh, societal expectations and their own personal ones. And uh, obligers have an easier time following societal expectations or versus their own or other people, I should say. And then questioners have an easier time following their own expectations more than other people's. And then rebels can't follow, if anybody else wants it from them, including themselves. Oh. And I'm a rebel. I think I might be that, too. It's a cool quiz to do. It's a really easy quiz to find out line. And at first you're like, fuck, Rebel is the worst. Because anytime I tell myself, including with pens, like I'm not buying, I don't need another I don't need another bottle of ink. Yeah. I've so, I've more bottles of ink than I am going to use before I die. more
0: bottles of ink than anyone in the 21st century. It's,
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad. If I say that to myself,
0: I will buy a bottle that day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same thing of like, oh, my God, this feels so good. I should do this every day. This, I'm never doing
0: it again. This, again, may is probably me just coming up with more excuses. But maybe part of it for me, because you're saying that when I'm not thinking about it is when it starts to happen naturally. And I'm often not thinking about yeah. it when I'm busy. Yeah. Like when I'm like working, fo- like I'll be like, I got like, uh, did a couple of writing jobs this year that were like 12 days on the same set, same thing, And that's when I was like eating the healthiest and like waking up the earliest. And I was like, Oh, my brain isn't sitting here going, you need to do it. Yeah. I already have something else I need to do. Now this other stuff is kind of just clicking for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: something about a should that makes me want to fuck. Like it's my least favorite word in the world. Even when I'm saying it to myself.
0: Yes. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Should is hard.
1: And it's, so it's, so it's interesting with these tendencies with like, you know, obligers, it's like, if you want to start a habit, then make yourself accountable to somebody else, like a trainer or mm-hmm. take a class. Right. And uh, questioners, it's like, it has to make sense to you.
0: Yeah. So find what makes you the happiest to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like upholders at first as a rebel, I was like, oh, that's the best. Cause then you get all your shit done on time. You, but apparently like it can get so rigid that they'll be on vacation and be like, well, it's nine 30. I have to yeah. go to
0: bed. And then it's five right. o'clock. Right. Right. And apparently rebels, there's a lot of good to rebels. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna dive in on this. The four tendencies. I'm gonna check this out. It's
1: interesting. There's a lot that's not as interesting. That's pretty much
0: how I feel about all new age self help type stuff. Is like I get Thirty five percent of it that I'm I I'm uh, actionable or like sticks to me and that I have a hard time. That's also how I feel about like acting classes in general. Is like thirty five percent of it I'm like interesting, sixty five percent of it I was like get this is all bullshit to me. I have a hard time. Did you
1: watch Better Things at
0: all? Well, I'm almost done with the second season.
1: Isn't it amazing? It's
0: It's so good. It's criminally under talked about as well. She's she's amazing.
1: She directed every episode in that second season.
0: I just watched the eulogy episode. I'm getting, like, all my forum hair is standing up. You see Goosebumps? Yeah. The eulogy episode was, like, one of the best episodes of TV yeah. I've ever seen. the
1: second season blew my mind. But did you see the one with the acting class in it yet? Yes. I was like, oh, I feel like I was just in a really good acting class. I said to <laughs> Tiffany,
0: because a big thing is Tiff's, like, wants me to take more acting classes, and I have a hard time because I don't like the other actors. Yeah, yeah. And they, everyone annoys me with right, their questions. Right. I used to heard my opinions on Q&A, and I'm like, I think my- Bullshit meter is cranked up too high To tolerate acting classes So I'm like Maybe I'll find a coach I like and work one on one But then I watched that And I was like I turned to my wife I'm like If she wasn't my acting teacher This would be the happiest I've ever been in my life Yeah Like it was just like That was such a cool episode It really was and that, that's just so awesome. That's just someone who's been doing it for so long, just knows what the truths are and is like, here are 20 things I wish I could have said to someone yeah. in an acting class and I'll put it in my show yeah. and it's fucking great.
1: And I, I we were talking in the beginning of where I was like, improv people don't want to see like a scene about auditions or right, you right. think you don't watch TV and see an acting class, but that was fascinating
0: that and was I've really never good. seen it. Yeah. And
1: even like the not good acting, I was like, that was
0: that's hard to exactly do. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it it's ex- a very specific, cho- like yeah. you're doing a very specific form of.
1: Like they cast the shit out of that.
0: Yeah. It's perfect. The, all the types. Oh so my God. Good. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, back to, keep. let's keep rattling off some podcast oh, yeah, episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. as we get close to end here. Um,
1: okay. So uh, pens. So, and it's actually was um, listening to Don't Get Me Started because somebody came on about
0: planners. I yes, don't remember the, her name. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. That she's like someone I don't know personally. Yeah, so but it's she about was like travel the travel notebook, yeah, the, Midori the travel notebook. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I went down this rabbit hole about it f- started with this notebook that I do morning pages every morning with the, like the three Morning pages, that's what I
0: was thinking oh, of. Oh yeah,
1: those that that's called the artist way. Yes, and <laughs> Yeah, the artist way.
0: Yes, that's what I was thinking of when I was saying the morning journals. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: And the best part of this is like, you just do it and that, like, you're not supposed to reread them. You can fucking throw them away if you want. Or in the beginning where you're doing it, she's like, just put them somewhere, week nine or whatever, I'll have you a way to go through it. And then every once in a while, you'll be like, I just wrote a fucking poem? Like, how did that happen? (laughs) But most of the time, it's just like, it's literally, it's meditating on paper. Right. So... It's just like, blah, 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 blah. but then when you're done, you just be like, Oh, and she says, do it very first thing. Here's how I do it so that I've done them every single day for years now, any time of day. Like if you can do them first thing, great.
0: But if you, if but I'd like,
1: rather do them than not do them.
0: Right. And if you're like, I got to get up, get out of the house or a coffee, yeah. walk tulip, whatever. I yeah. Uh, and then you're like, Oh, it's 5 PM. I have a, uh, I have my time. Let me sit down. And yeah.
1: And I, and, and then I started feeling like it doesn't really matter that I do them cause I do them all the time. And it felt like this is not an accomplishment at all. And so I stopped. And that's when I stopped doing them. And I was like, fuck me. Like, why am I taking? And the same thing happened with running. Because I was like, it doesn't matter. I've run marathons. Like,
0: I'm still whatever. I just You forget the enjoyment you get out of it.
1: Yeah. And that's like
0: how I feel about lifting weights where I'm like, oh, man, I'll never be that strong. I'll never squat 405 again. And then I'm like, but it. Wouldn't it feel good to just go squat? Yeah.
1: And also like, <laughs> yeah, I took away the achievement of like, yeah, it is cool that I do it every day. Um, So the notebook that I was using for morning pages all of a sudden became I couldn't find them anywhere. Uh-huh. And like in the world of online, you're like, what? What? Something I want is inaccessible? <laughs> totally. And then it was like only accessible from Germany. And it was like, what the fuck? So then I found this podcast because I love podcasts called The Pen Addict.
0: Holy shit.
1: And the first...
0: It's just like a woman named, like, Rammy Tager. And she's (laughs)
1: like... (laughs) And um, her co-host is a dog. uh,
0: And they are in love. (laughs) Every once in a while, you find a piece of media that you're like, I'm positive this is just for me.
1: (laughs) No, it's two dudes. Oh, wow. One of them is British. And one of them is, like, from Atlanta. Um, Brad Dowdy, the pan addict. And... Like the first episode is not great. The first episode is like, ha ha like exactly what you picture of like, um, well, a uh, gel point is you know, yeah, like, like they're not a roller ball, ball. Yeah, yeah. or they know, but also like it's so boring. Right, right. But I still cut to two hundred and fifty hours later I've listened to all of it. About pens. Pens, Stationery. I have traveled to two pen shows. I went to see a live fucking broadcast of this (laughs) for their 100th episode. That's
0: awesome, though.
1: And, you know, it has cost me thousands of dollars (laughs) on fountain pens. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in a slack. Do you know what slack is? Yeah, yeah. I've never been on any of those internet forum things. I'm fully, like, at Tambone on the pen addict slack. (laughs) i <laughs> almost got into awesome. like a weird That's, there's been a weird like, controversy this past week and it's been all i the can Penn do
0: community is up in arms oh my
1: god and there is like there is a company that i am not a fan of <laughs> it's like all i can do to not and it's like oh it's december and we're all just like unleashing our rage right, at yeah. each other it's like there's oh my god and then you like take a step back and you're like oh none Whoa. of this
0: matters. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's like the the thing my wife and I always said, Tiff and I always say, whenever we're like really complaining about work, we go, we are not military doctors. You know, like we are not doctors without borders. Yeah, We are not ER. You know, it's yeah. like, we're not, uh, my brother's e- a brain surgeon. <laughs> I know. And it's like any, it's like, we're like, I'm like going off about something and I'm like, Uh, The other thing I do, and this is my barometer, is like, could I tell my dead dad straight to his face? Could I make this complaint? A man who worked 12 hours a day for 30 years to feed a family who barely gave a shit about him. (laughs) And could I look him in the face and go, they kept us till 9 p.m. You know, like (laughs) could I say that to him without being
1: like, I'm humiliated? Well, I lost my mind yesterday because I was meeting with a friend who's writing and he was like, they told us for lunch not to order dessert or drinks. And I was like almost flipped over a table. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and he's like, and there is not much food in the office. <laughs>
0: That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh man, of course you're into a pens podcast. And then the, the podcast that I'm into that I would say is a holdover from my old to Tammy as yeah, the yeah. pens as I am too. I listen to, The Jocko podcast. Jocko Willink is a former Navy SEAL turned like leadership advocate.
1: Amazing. And he's
0: a very interesting guy. He's like fucking got uh, awards up the yin yang, fought in uh, the Gulf War, all that shit. And his voice is actually like this. And he (laughs) he reads passages from like war books and like the way of the warrior, the samurai story. And he'll read a passage and then talk about it or he'll read something about like a, a soldier's account from like world war II and then stop reading and go, this is something not a lot of people talk about is the world will, you'll, will be so small in these mo And like, he like gives his personal experience to like being in firefights and all this shit. It and it's amazing. So cool. And then, but he's also like half motivational speaker. Like, I love a, motiv- a good
1: yeah. motivational speaker.
0: He's like, get up in the morning and get after it. People say there's no such thing as, like, people say you can run out of willpower, so get the stuff out of your house. I say willpower makes you stronger. You know, he's like, it's the Jocko podcast. It's like, he's the coolest. <laughs> and when you see him, he looks like a fucking superhero or a supervillain. He's got like a square, bald head, super muscular. He's fucking. It's like, he's amazing to listen to. It makes you feel like people live a life, people live lives out there that you couldn't even like begin to fabricate the steps. He's like, I get up at 3.15 in the morning (laughs) and I'm like, what? Well,
1: that's the side of Corolla that I wish there was just all of is his like, take a walk, listen to classical music, then do the, have you ever heard his like- Yeah,
0: well, he's like a legendarily hardworking guy. Yeah, and he,
1: I do like his side where he's like, this is what you're doing wrong. And it sounds like- it would be a horrible boss right. it would literally, literally be like, yeah. "This is what you're doing wrong." But it would but also at the same be time, kind, it's of kind of what you want in
0: someone every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I kind
1: of would love. Like, I that's, think that's
0: why we like uh, Pam's acting class. Yeah, because it's like you're doing this bullshit, and you're like, "Oh, that hurts," but thank you. Like,
1: yeah, and also her being like, people want to see your phone. Like, she gave you a a thing to do yeah
0: people want to see you do your yeah, yeah that's yeah. so awesome yeah um, Tammy thank you so much for oh my coming my on Mighty such Hi-Mighty. a pleasure I think, I think it's safe to say that uh, this is just part one because <laughs> 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 I had a blast I knew I would I was excited to do it when I come back to New York or awesome. if you're around here again let's, awesome. let's fire up another one Arthur would love it oh. the only reason Arthur's not in here anymore I think is because Tiffany is home and that's and he, he closed does, the door yeah I closed the door because he was going to start barking yeah yeah yeah, later, yeah yeah well he can push this open oh okay there's yeah not he has the ability to walk with his little snub nose and just bash a door until it opens Aww. he's not afraid of that move he moves chairs by hitting his face oh against it God. until it's out of his way he's
1: so sweet you guys <laughs> podcast audience he's really
0: sweet um so tammy where are you at, on twitter if people want to recommend pants I- you don't even follow it's, it
1: no i mean twitter is not great for, it's it's just every once in a while an outraged retweet about like can you fucking <laughs> yeah. and it's not even me it's just a retweet <laughs> right. um but instagram tam bone? you tambo or mean, tulip tulip bone. Bone. Yeah. tulip bone do you want right. to see some pens or some dogs
0: oh hey and who doesn't like <laughs> both of those things um and tammy thank you so much for Such coming a pleasure. on pleasure thank I'm, you i'm at john gabrus buy a shirt at gabrus.com slash shirts uh listen to action boys raised by tv all that shit and of course if you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments I will rate it on the air goodbye shitheads bye, bye. funky
1: go <laughs> Marina
0: that was a Headgum podcast